What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Sports Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay, and with me is one of my best friends in the world, the lovely Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? Uh, it's good. It's You know, it's unfortunate, though, because we have to talk about two losses, you know, so... You know, it's sad. Hey, no, otherwise we won 16 of 18. So, I mean, what else can you say, right? (laughs) And, I mean, yes, it was the Cubs, and we'll get into it in a little bit. But they were close. They were in the game. The ones that they lost, they were in the game the whole game. So Yeah, you know, they were. I could sum up the weekend by telling you this. You know, um, we got beat by small ball Mm -hmm. on uh, Friday. Right. They – they – absolutely hit the ball where we weren't on Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, so you, you take those two losses, but, you know, I turn that around and I look at that too. And look, Charlie Morton, a fabulous game on Friday. Um, and, and you look even at, at Kyle Wright, he just got hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, probably more so than what he's done in the past. Uh, and then you turn that around with Ian Anderson's performance on Sunday, which was fabulous. Uh, and then you go on Monday night with Max Fried and his performance was fabulous. So, you know, you can't complain. I get it. They're going to lose. I hate losing more than anything. And I, I was hoping the streak would continue. But mm-hmm. you know what streak? You know what streak we don't have? And that is we haven't lost three games in a row yet. Right. Okay. So, so that's a good thing. But, yeah, I mean, we were in every ball game, And, and honestly, the game, uh, you know, we, we lost one nothing Friday. And I was expecting us to win. I was expecting us to come back. We even lost six to three on on Saturday, and I was really expecting us to come back in that game too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, but that's just this team. You know, that last you, you look at, at at Monday night, they had a walk off, uh, and you know, you give Max Freed one run, and all of a sudden, you know, he takes off with it. It's like he's got twenty five runs <laughs> to work with, and and you know, so. But you're right, we were in every ball game. The 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 pitching was great. I still think that's going to be the strong suit. Uh, come the end of the year is that pitching and uh, you know what else what else can you say yes we lost two and yes we lost two to the Cubs who oh by the way and you can throw out that you know when we when we do talk about it you can throw out what you texted me on Friday um, because you know the radio guys talked about it and the the TV guys talked about it as well Cubs were on 10 game losing streak Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know it'd been different if they were on a one or two game losing streak you know they you know, they knew the Braves were on that 14-game winning streak, so they were going to do everything they could to stop it, and they did, and they beat us one to nothing. I mean, what else can you say? Exactly. Before we get into uh, the Braves stuff, I saw an interesting story that kind of relates to the Braves. Uh-huh. Uh, do you remember Nick Swisher playing for the Braves? Yes, I do, actually. Uh-huh. Well, it's been a while, but yes. I believe he's with the Yankees now. Um, yes. Well, his son – um. Went to this game the other night, other day, and this old, yeah. this older gentleman caught the ball and handed it to him. And not knowing who this kid was, this kid right. probably got thousands. His Nick Swisher's kid has probably got thousands of baseballs at the house. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he he tries to give it back to him, he, and he does. He doesn't take it. So the kid walks around, finds the kid, and gives it to him. Great story. Right. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's proud of the kid. Yeah. So next day. He's got baseball cards, and you know how baseball cards now they're 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 really glossy. They've got yes. Well, he was using it as a mirror to the sunlight to blind the pitcher when his dad was up at up at bat. <laughs> oh, that's great! And he that was is... taking a lot of uh, ha- uh, slack for it on like social media and all this. And I'm like, 
It's a kid. He's a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a kid. You know, I'd be like, um, um, you know, Charlie Freeman. Um, you know, when Freddie was still around, you know, Charlie had his pick of players that he liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of them, um, you know, one of them played for another team. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Fernando Tatis Jr., he really liked Fernando Tatis Jr. And a matter of fact, whenever, you know, he got a chance, he went over and, and was talking to him, gave him a hug. Are we going to criticize Charlie Freeman's kid for, for going over to Fernando Tatis and who he really liked as a player and not his dad? I mean, no, no. No, I think that's what we get into nowadays. We criticize way too much. You Mm -hmm. know, kids nowadays like a lot of different players. Uh, You know, when I was, when I was growing up, I had my one player who, Oh, by the way, had bobblehead night last on Monday night. That was Dale Mm -hmm. Murphy bobblehead night. Okay. Um, That was my player. I wish I was there. You cannot, you do not know how much I wish that I was there. (laughs) And if I wasn't helping with volunteering at, at uh, Playhouse in the park, the, our local theater here, I'd have been there last night uh, because everybody, yes, everybody was off in my house, okay? So nobody worked yesterday because of the holiday, and I would have been there, but no, I couldn't. So um, that was my one player. I really liked that one player. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up, he was it. Uh, and so, you know, when he got traded to the Phillies, I still liked him as a player. I didn't like the Phillies, by the way. Uh, I still liked him as a player. And then Chipper Jones and then others. But kids nowadays, their loyalties lie with lots of different players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mine can, you know, my, my kid could, you know, my daughter loved, loved Freddie Freeman. Uh, but my, my son could, could go with, you know, Shohei Otani or Mike Trout or some of the other players that are out there, you know, uh, Acuna, uh, he's got three or four different jerseys for the Braves. Oh, wow. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it, it, that's just, you know, he's got an Austin Riley. He's got um, an Acuna. He's got a Matt Olson jersey. I mean, so your loyalties lie with many different players. We don't criticize him for that. No. Uh, so, just trying to help his dad out. I think it's kind of funny, to be honest with you. Here's <laughs> if With baseball, I have my favorite team, which is obviously the Braves. Right. Um, but the NFL, I, I pull for the Bulldogs because I'm a I'm a Bulldogs guy. And, right. But the um, NBA, I have I, my team, and we all right. Work. Well, yeah, you know, for me, it's um, I in 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 the NFL, uh, I I love the Cowboys and always have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a particular player on the Cowboys. Um, you know, growing up. Uh, it was Emmett, you know, well, I go back way back to even Roger Staubach, but uh, Tony Dorsett, you know, those guys, but, you know, Emmett Smith, uh, Troy Aikman, you know, those guys uh, in the NBA, I love the Lakers uh, and the Grizzlies, uh, you know, I picked up with the Grizzlies because of John Morant, um, <laughs> you know, in, in the, you know, as far as college goes, other than the local college we have here at Murray State, uh, you know, I used to be a – I still like Kentucky, uh, but, you know, it's hard to follow Kentucky basketball because they come and go so quickly mm-hmm. that you can't get attached to any one certain player. Right. And, and really the only team that I could say that I'm a fanatic about, and that would be Atlanta. That would be the Braves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kentucky I used to be, but my I, I need to give my blood pressure rest through the – through that part of the season because they really just drive you insane sometimes with the way they'll win a game and they'll lose a game and they shouldn't, you know, things like that, the inconsistencies. But, 
um, you know, that's about it for me. I, I, you know, during the, um, during the college football season, I really like watching everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, yeah, I like Alabama. You know, I just like watching football. I just like watching a good game. You know, the, right. the ABC Saturday night games always turn out to be a good game. Uh, you know, so I, I just like watching the, watching the good games. But, yeah, but the Braves are the only thing you could say I was a, as a, quote, fanatic about. At least that's what my wife would probably tell you. Well, uh, so, yeah. My wife would tell you that I'm a fanatic about too many teams, but we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> that's all right. The Braves aren't playing. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. Going back to Friday, one nothing. Ouch. I te- that's, that's what I texted you after the game. Ouch. Right. Yeah. Um, I – Again, um, we, we just couldn't uh, – wind was blowing in. Here's what, mm-hmm. I, what I saw, at least, from the, from the parts that I, that I watched to the parts that I listened to as well. Uh, the wind was blowing in. Uh, the wind was blowing in on Saturday night as well. And we'd just come off the National Series where we'd hit a bunch of homers, and it looked like everybody was trying to hit the ball out to left field, and the wind was blowing in from left. Uh, you know, you might have been able to get one out to right field, uh, but everybody was hitting it to left. And there were two or three or four players who came into the dugout with that confused look on their face going, man, I squared that up. I should have been able to hit that out. Uh, well, we didn't, you know, we didn't hit any. You only got two hits to begin with. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about major leaguers, you know, balls that go up in the air, they usually catch. Mm-hmm. Um and that's, you know, I, I joked with my kids when I coached. Uh, I said, you know, you, you hit the ball. The, the more, as you get older, the more you hit the ball up in the air, the more it's going to be caught. Right. Uh, I said, we need to hit the ball on a line drive, hit the ball on the ground. I said, you're not going to be able to hit home runs. And that's what they try to do on on Friday, was they tried to hit home runs. Acuna was one of them. Dansby was one. I think uh, maybe even throwing uh, Duvall Ozuna in there or something that's as those guys tried to hit the ball out, and it didn't work. And we just got beat by the small ball. And, and again, what happened was the one and only run that was scored, I believe he got on, um, he got on base. Uh, they bunted him to second base. He stole third, and that's what did it. It was VR that, stole, that got on base, got to second, stole third. If he hadn't stolen third base, he would have never gotten home. Right. But he stole third, and then they what they do, they hit a sack fly out to the outfield, and he scored. So um, that, that was it. And, you know, hate to, to, as far as a pitcher goes, you hate to give that up with Charlie Morton, who was really cruising there for a while. He was amazing. Uh, pardon? He was amazing. Compared to what he has been, he was really impressive. Oh, and, and at one point he was headed for double digits and strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from what I was watching, he had eight at one. He ended up with nine in the game. He pitched seven innings. It was Mentor who gave up uh, the the one run. And oh, by the way, that one it came as a walk. Br walked. Then they bunted him over. And then so Mentor gave up no hits in the game, but he ended up with the loss because he gave up the the earned run. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Morton was great. Um, and and it may have been. You know, that wind may have, you know, knowing that that wind is blowing in and all I got to do is throw the ball up there. You know, I just got to throw strikes. If they hit it, it's not going anywhere. And that's the mentality 
sometimes the Cubs have to do, and that's why some of their pitchers I don't get. They don't when the wind is blowing in at times that they don't have better ERAs, you know, better things like that. But I guess the wind's blowing out a lot of times too. And even the whole series that we were there, the wind wasn't blowing out very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I talked to somebody on Sunday. Said some storms are kind of blowing in, and of course you get that off Lake Michigan. Um, you get that uh, wind blowing in, wind blowing out, whatever. And some storms have blown in, and the wind was blowing in. And and look, you know, we just didn't play the small ball enough. Uh, and that's the problem sometimes with this team is they want to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Well, what happens if that's not working, and you get to a place? that the ball's not going very much. Right. Well, we found out. We found out on Friday and, and again, got beat with a sacrifice bunt, stolen base, and a sack fly. Not a hit. Not a hit one. But everything done on a small ball basis. Did we mention this on the podcast or via text message that the leaders in the uh, majors in sacrifice bunts? Uh, you just mentioned it to me in text. Okay. People would be shocked by this. Do you remember who leads the leagues? Uh, no. Tell me. The Nationals? And the- yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So, any American League team leading in the, in the sacrifice bunt department is scary, right? It's weird. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised. Um... Well, I'm a little more surprised the Nationals, mm-hmm. uh, and that's because I would have thought Davey Martinez would have been the guy who's that analytics type person mm-hmm. uh, who would have never gone with a sacrifice bunt. Uh, I'm pretty sure if, if what you you were texting me too that the Braves have no sacrifice bunt. You are correct. They've tried one and failed. They did. They tried. I remember that game, and they failed. Um, you know, and this would have been the time uh, would have been again. This is every extra inning game that you can talk about. Every Mm -hmm. extra inning game, you should always be able to score one run. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is when you put that guy on second base, you should be able to bunt him to third, bunt him to third. Because if they're playing – yeah, sacrifice, bunt him to third. Because if they're playing the shift, you should very easily be able to get the guy to third base Mm -hmm. easily. And then – all you do is hit a sacrifice fly, and he scores. Right. You'd be able to score every every time, every time. Sorry, my my dog is, is going crazy. <laughs> you should be able to score every time with a a a bunt or or sack fly, one run at least. That's all you get. I think uh, but, I think he's want to or he or she wants to say something about the Braves. Well, yeah, you know she's. Uh, Barking at neighbors, barking at neighbors. She, you know, she's at my, um, uh, she's a good security person. <laughs> she, she doesn't like other people very much anyway to begin with. Uh, so anybody walking around the house, she will uh, start yelling and screaming. So at least I know somebody's here. Exactly. So, but anyway, uh, it's funny. It, you know, people, we don't understand the game of baseball. Oh, the, the new school don't understand the game of baseball anymore, what it used to be in the 70s and the 80s. Right. And we've taken kind of the analytics and all of a sudden said, well, you know, the sacrifice bunt, just, that's, that's an out. We don't want to get an out. Uh, we, it, want to, we want to make sure that we try to hit the ball out or we try to hit the ball. And I'm not sure who thought of the analytics, but that's, you know, every once in a while, sacrifice bunt doesn't hurt you. 
It doesn't surprise me that Dave David Ross would use that. No, it doesn't. He's he's kind of an old school guy. He's mm-hmm. kind of the guy that uh, you know. He's a catcher, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and catchers tend to think a little bit differently than everybody else. Uh, catchers usually turn into good managers, right. and it's just because of the way that they think. You know, they're the guys calling the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and a lot of older catchers were the ones who called games anyway to begin with. They didn't have to look over in the dugout and say, "Hey, coach, what do you or what do you want me to call? Uh, what do you want me to do?" You know, they're the ones watching the guy at first base saying, "Throw over to first base." Uh, they're the guys watching and and telling the defense where to go. So managers think a little bit differently, uh, or uh, catchers think a little bit differently than everybody else. And right. Um, you know, there are times when even with on my teams, I wanted my catchers to be able to call pitches uh, themselves without me having to tell them because that's, that's just part of the game. That just makes it a little bit smarter. And, and sometimes they turn out to be a little bit smarter. And, and I think, um, you know, that's it's made some good managers over the years. Um, so moving on to Friday or Saturday, um, Kyle Wright was pitching. And, well, it – We just – they just hit the ball. Yeah. I mean, 13 hits uh, is what they got. You know, the Braves only got nine. But, but they started out of the very beginning hitting the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just couldn't do anything about it. And, uh, you know, Kyle gave up 11 hits, uh, probably more so than he ever had. He only walked one person. He struck out well, eight. That's they good. just hit the ball. Yeah, they just hit the ball. Uh, Cruz came in and struck out a couple – uh, Colin McHugh finally back off uh, injured off the injured list, gave up a couple of hits, gave up an earned run. He walked a guy, uh, you know, two strikeouts. But but 13 hits, um, you're going to expect to score a lot of runs, but they scored, you know, the Cubs scored two in the first, one in the second, one in the third, one in the sixth, and one in the seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they and, – and, and if you look at it, you know, they were able to move the guys along. You know, they get a guy on first base, They'd hit the ball out to right field. Well, what'd that guy on first base do? He moved to third base. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you've got first and third with one out or maybe nobody out, and all it takes is another hit or another sack fly. you got another run home. And, I mean, that's it's just simple baseball is what they were playing. And and it was great to watch, except I didn't really like watching it because we were losing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, what do we I, – I think we – you know, I go back and I look at it. You know, the Cubs are on a ten-game losing streak, and they're certainly not just going to fall over and and just play dead for us right. because we come to town. Um, so, and again, Kyle Wright hadn't got hit that hard. Um, gosh, it's been several games since he got hit that hard. You know, he comes in seven and four with a two point nine four ERA, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. And he had all the confidence in the world. He still went six innings, which was great, but. Um, you know, you're going to get a bump in the road. Just ask Max Freed. Right. Max's last game was a big bump in the road, although they still won it. But he didn't pitch that great either. No. Um, and he's the best pitcher on the staff. Uh, you know, I think only went five and two-thirds his, his last outing. But, but you talk about Monday night, uh, you know, he pitched great. Uh, he pitched into the eighth inning, I think. Mm. Um, you know, it didn't get the win. Um, but still – Every every major league pitcher has bumps in the road. You know, ask every um, you know Hall of Famer; they're going to tell you that. So mm-hmm. you just got to minimize those. He minimized it enough; we just couldn't score any runs. I forgot to ask you: Who would you be your standout from Friday? 
Um, man, there's just a, you know, there's, there's not a lot considering we only got a couple of hits, uh, mm-hmm. in that whole game. Um, hold on. I'm pulling it back up here. You know, Matt Olson had two walks, which is good to see to get him on base, uh, because, uh, and Adam Duvall had, had two walks. Uh, that was good. But, but I, you know, my standout would still be the pitching guy, Charlie Morton. Um, just because of the game that he pitched seven innings, you know, he didn't get a win. Um, and that's kind of a shame. Um, but, uh, didn't get the loss either. So, uh, but, that, but my standout would be Charlie Morton. Definitely pitching would be it. That's what I would go with. Or if you wanted to go for the cut or go against the Braves, I would go with Jonathan VR. Yeah, VR. And then he turned around and we're talking about this game on Saturday, he turned around and he, he, he ended up getting us on Saturday too. Uh, I mean, that, that was, I think he kind of got the scoring started with the hit. Um, and I, cause I, I remember I was, I was, um, I was watching, I was like, oh man, VR again, here he comes, you know, getting the big hits. But again, that's what he's paid to do, right? He's mm-hmm. paid to get hits. And, and he did, he played well, uh, not only on Friday, but then you turn around on Saturday too, you know, picking up some big hits. Now I wasn't able to watch Saturday or Sunday, so I'm not sure what happened. I know the basics, but, uh, what uh, I know, Michael Harris either scored a run in the bottom, the ninth, or he got uh, he got an RBI in the ninth. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, he he scored a run. Um, he scored a run, but he also had an RBI too. Um, okay. You know, Braves scored two in the fifth uh, and one in the ninth. Uh, is what it was. Uh, okay. and, and honestly, they they you know again, it was one of those where I thought, uh, okay, here we go. You know, couple runners on. Uh, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's see what happens. And we just couldn't do anything. Their bullpen, you know, turned out to, to pitch great. Um, and, and lo and behold, you know, we end up losing the game. But, but, but again, in the ninth, I thought we had a chance. I thought we were going to pull it out, but we didn't. But Harris continues that hot hitting. Oh, yeah. Uh, and man, does he ever continue that hot hitting? Uh, <laughs> you know, if you ever want to make a guy comfortable, I guess, put him in the nine hole. Uh, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of pressure on this team anyway to begin with because of the guys that he's got all around him. We're not asking Michael Harris to be the superstar, but my golly, he's the best nine hitter in baseball. Um, and again, we talk about that lower end of the order. Uh, you know, Arcia gets the game winning hit uh, Monday night. Uh, you know, Adam Duvall with a couple hits on the Saturday game, and and look, Adam Duvall certainly had his fair share of struggles uh, mm. through the year, but. You know, Matt Olson on Saturday was batting in the in the sixth spot. So, is there any better uh, bottom of the order in baseball? I would say not. Where's agree. the rest? Where Where does a pitcher do you get rest? You don't. Right. Uh, I mean, Michael Harris, the guy who's hitting over three hundred, uh, he's he's hitting over three twenty. I think is mm-hmm. what he's hitting, and he's the guy hitting at the bottom. He's the guy hitting in the nine hole. Okay. The nine hole. Exactly. So, I mean, what? I mean, he's 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 not going anywhere. That's no. for sure. It's great. Um. So the Braves end up losing six to three. Um. Kyle Wright gets the loss. Um. Moves to. Does it move him to seven to four or is he now seven to five? Yeah. He's no. It moves him to seven and four. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moves him to seven and four. Not too no. shabby though. I'll take it. You know, he still gave up. Gave up five runs, but his ERA is still 2.94. That's still good. Yeah, that's still good. I'll take it. 
So moving on to more fun topics, the Braves end up winning six to nothing <laughs> behind Ian Anderson on Sunday. And Ian, yeah, and Ian Anderson pitched a great game on Sunday. Uh, he he was dealing on Sunday as well. Uh, you know, no complaints uh, in that department. You know, and I I worried about uh, I worried about Ian pretty much all year anyway to begin with because he has had his fair share of struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he did walk a couple, he struck out six, he went almost seven innings. Um, and you know, um, Snit had to go out and get him because, um, I believe he was getting close to that hundred pitch marker. He may have gone over it if I, if I remember correctly, but he went out and got him and let Chavez come in and finish out, uh, the, uh, seventh inning going into the eighth inning. And, uh, but he was pitching, um, he, he was, any damage, minimize, minimizing any damage, uh, keeping the walks to a very, 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 very minimum, um, you know, but, but getting guys out, uh, not going into the deep counts, not using your pitch count, you know, by, by throwing uh, 10 guys, you go three and two on, uh, getting quick outs. Uh, that's what I want to see from Ian Anderson. And, and it, was a, it was a great effort. And, of course, he got runs which was another great thing as well because he got him early. He got three runs in the first inning because uh, it was on a Darno homer. And so he could relax a little bit. He didn't, you know, he got three runs in the first inning and he had him out there on the mound yet. Uh, so he, he got out there and got a chance to relax and relax enough. They gave him even three more runs in the fifth inning. And so lo and behold, it's six to nothing. And he ends up winning the game going almost seven innings, three hits, Gives up no runs, two base on balls, and six strikeouts. So it was a, a fabulous game from Ian Anderson. Um, who would your standout be from Saturday? Sorry. Well, you could you could look at um, uh, you could look at uh, a couple of different folks. Matt Olson, three for three. Um, you know, had a run, had an RBI, had a walk. Uh, Darno got a homer. Uh, Dansby again continues hot hitting. Michael Harris got a hit. Um, I, I could go with two. I could go Matt Olson, and I could go uh, with Ian Anderson on the pitching side of things, uh, just because those guys had had the most. Ronald's still struggling at the top. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't bother me any at all. He'll turn um, Yeah, I, I, you know, right now I don't need Ronald to be the guy because the two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys are are playing uh, pretty well. And uh, Gosselin got in there and and uh, played second for Arcia. Uh, ended up scoring the winning run last night, which I mean uh, Monday night, which we'll get to. But um, but yeah, I, I'd go with uh, Mr. Olson there at first base. Um, who stood out for me from Saturday? I forgot to ask that question again. Um, Saturday. Um, I'm scattered. No, that's all right. You know, all these games run together, right? Um, Saturday, you know, Harris was was good again on Saturday. Uh, you know, a couple of hits. Uh, Duvall had a couple hits. That'd probably be my guys that I would go that I that I would go to. That Harris guy. I think we're going to be saying that a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've said it a lot at least. Standing out because uh, not only he's playing great defense, he's, his offense is has been really really fabulous too. Um. Awesome. So Max Freed. That's it. That's that's the, the drop the mic. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, again, um, he, um, he, you know, I don't know what else to say about Max Freed other than he just, um, he just goes out there and pitches. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he doesn't do anything else 
but pitch. You know, he went seven innings, and, and they tried to get him through the eighth. I think he went back in the, the eighth inning with 90-something pitches already. Tried to get him through the, through the eighth, and it didn't work out. Uh, but five hits, an earned run, two walks, eight strikeouts. I mean, that's just typical Max. Uh, typical Max. And lo and behold, he gets another. Uh, he, he doesn't get the win, uh, but but he still, you know, I mean, you just, what do you say about that guy? I mm. mean, you give him one run, and it's like, again, as I mentioned, it's like he's got 25 out there. Um, so, I, I don't know. He's just, it, it's great numbers. Mm-hmm. He's a great pitcher. Um, he, he doesn't get rattled very much. Uh, all he does is just go out and do his job and throw strikes. Right. Yes, he's going to struggle. Uh, again, that's no surprise. Everybody struggles. But when you give him runs, boy, he just goes out there. And, and again, it's like he's got gold uh, on the mound. He just goes out there and pitches. And lo and behold, he, you know, he's in the seventh inning or the eighth inning or whatever. And, and um, again, you know, no frustration shown whenever one guy gets on base. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you might pick him off. I think he did have a pickoff last he night. He did. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, just no frustration on his face whatsoever. Uh, he's just got that stoic, just, you know, one look is all it is. And that is he's not smiling. He's not scowling. He's not, you know, the umpire doesn't call a strike. He doesn't, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't look anything. He just looks the same. He just goes out there and he pitches, and that's all he does. Right. I mean, he he trusts the guys behind him, uh, and lo and behold, every you know seven, eight innings, um, you know what do you say? I mean, another another great game from Max Fried. Two things: one, Luis Gonzalez, have you not read the scouting report? Did you not study? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know Max Fried has one of the best moves in all of baseball. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, Yeah. Well, you know, that's like a – yeah. You're right. Study the scout. And everybody studies the scouting reports nowadays. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. But a left-hander, for sure, you should know that they're probably going to have somewhat of a decent move. Uh, And it was always to the the point where, as a player, we were always taught – and as a pitcher – what I was always taught, because I was left-handed, by the way, mm-hmm. um, what I was always taught is I never gave them a good move right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I threw over there the first time, I'd give them a sloppy move or something. Um, and if I had them guessing on the sloppy move that I threw over there, I knew already I had them picked off mm-hmm. uh, because there was no way that they were gonna they were gonna get away with it. So if they were confused with my sloppy move, I had them already, and I picked right. off a bunch of guys uh, because again. You know, you could do it in two or three, two or three or four moves. Show them two or three or four moves and get them on one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and Max is just, you know, Max's move is consistent enough that he didn't have to show him a sloppy move. He just does the best move right off the bat and gets him picked off. Right. Um, but uh, but again, left-hander has advantage. But I'm not saying a right-hander doesn't. You know, there've been some right-handers that have had some great moves. Uh, and, and, you know, I think Ian's got a good move. I think Morton's got a good move. So, um, but again, as a, as a, as a bat, as a runner, uh, for a left-hander, you need to watch that first move over, uh, mm-hmm. before you even think about stealing. And as a left-hander too, if you're a runner, 
boy, it's usually that first move you got to go. Um, right. And, you know, it's just a guessing game is what it is. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But you better be studying the film on it just to know. And if you don't study the film, you better let him throw over there first before you decide to do anything. Right. Didn't yeah. – wasn't uh, Julio Tehran really – didn't he have a good head yes. move? Yes, he did. Tehran was a guy who picked off quite a few people uh, in, in in his career because he had a good move. And I never understood why a right-hander had a good move because he has to spin around and throw. You know, the mm-hmm. left-hander's looking right at you, okay? Right. Um, a left-hander's looking right at you. He can he can get you. Um, you know, I picked some guys off from third, and I never understood why I did because I still had to spin and throw, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, well, if you're stupid enough to be able to, to get off the base far enough and me to throw over there and get you picked off, maybe you don't need to be on the base, okay? <laughs> uh, and that's kind of what I feel as some right-handers when they get picked off. And again, it's all about I'm, I'm comfortable with a right-hander out there. I'm going to get as big a lead as I can because I know they got to spin and turn and throw it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, those guys that got pretty good arms and pretty good throws over to first base, you're going to get picked off one or the other. Right. So, right. yeah. yeah. Um, my second point, you know, normally Max Fried is 95, 96 with his fastball, occasionally 97. He was, a, he was hitting 100 last night. Yeah, you, you know, but have you seen him sometimes when he gets – you can tell he's a little frustrated. And I, I say that how you tell is just the fact that he comes in there and throws 100. And there are times when he's just like, okay, I'm, I'm tired of this guy being up there. I'm just going to throw it and just let it go. Uh, but he can rear back and throw it. But I think that's the other good thing about Max uh, is, you know, he, he uses that uh, not as much as you would think, you know. And I think that's what helps with his arm, too, uh, because a lot of those guys who throw uh, 100 and want to rear back and throw it every single time mm-hmm. have, you know, they do have some arm trouble. You got to know when to use it uh, and know when not to use it. Right. Um, and, and Max will use it every once in a while when he needs to. But it's not one of those. It's effortless when he's throwing 100 miles an hour, by the way. Right. Uh, and I think that helps, too. He's not – you just can't tell. You know, he doesn't change his move, and he doesn't, you know, push off harder going to going to the mound or going to the plate or anything like that. It's still the same move, and he still throws it 100. Uh, and well, that's – you know, as a pitcher, when you start to change your arm angle, you start to change things up, you know, bad things happen. Right. Uh, and, and with Max, it was just the same old thing. You know, he just rare back and throw, much like he rares back and throw every other time. Question, is he growing a mustache? Because I'm wondering if he's uh, channeling his inner Spencer Strider or spending too much time he, with Strider. I, can he? I don't even know if he can or not. It doesn't look like he can. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I, my, my son's trying that too, by the way, and it, it doesn't look like he can yet nice. either. So, um, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it doesn't – you know, Max still got the baby face. Um, really? But you know what? If he's got the baby face, that's okay because he still can throw the ball. He's yes. still a good pitcher. He's still, you know, that, that and that's a guy you're going to have to pay. You know, there are going to be teams that are going to be out to get Max Fried, and that's why I hope we, we lock him up sometime very soon to mm-hmm. a long-term deal uh, because that's a guy that I would undoubtedly, even though pitchers, uh, you struggle in giving long-term contracts to, depends on who they are. I, I think Max is worth, that guy worth that much money just because he's so young. 
Right. Um, and, and you can get the better years out of him right now. And he's proven himself to be a great pitcher. You know, when he came up, who is this fried guy, you know? Uh, oh, it's Freed. And, and, you know, he was – Soroka was the guy that was the, 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 the hot guy that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, three years ago, Soroka was the guy. And, and it was, um, you know, Max Freed just not really that great. And then the next year, Soroka gets hurt. And who takes over Max Freed? And he's never given up that number one spot. Right. Uh, and, and he is the number one guy. He is the guy when when the when when people look at the Braves pitchers, Max Fried is the guy that they go to. Max mm-hmm. Fried's the guy that they look at and say, he is our number one ace, and he is an ace definitely. Right. Um, we're talking about the game from Monday night, which against San Francisco, the Giants are coming in for four games. Um, two one is your final score. Um, the Braves got a started off with a home run by Travis Darno, single to a solo shot to left field. Looks like yep. he's hitting a lot of his to left field. Have you noticed that? It does. Uh, he's gotten a lot. Um, you know, again, he's he's straight out pulling the ball. Um, and, you know, uh, it, it works unless the pitcher's pitching outside to you, you know. But, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, again, what Darno is getting uh, is, you know, Darno's getting a couple of days off um, because Contreras is playing a couple of games. Darno's playing a couple of games. So Darno's coming in fresher than anybody. Um, you know, those travel days, if you're not playing the next game, you're not bothered as much by it because, uh, you know, you can rest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's helped Darno more than anything, even being a catcher, is that when you got two good catchers, and especially two good catchers that are hitting, you rest one or one plays DH or whatever, and lo and behold, it's not as taxing. And so I think his swing is still looking great because he's not playing catcher as much. Right. Uh, so it's not lumbering through the zone and he's not tired. And I think that's definitely going to help at the end of the year as well, that I think his swing is going to stay strong enough to where if he's pulling the ball, it's okay. Uh, hmm. And he's certainly hitting the ball, you know, like he did a couple of years ago. Um, you know, when, when we first got him, he's definitely hitting the ball like that. But again, he's getting some good rest because he's able to, uh, take two days off uh, because of the games that Contreras is catching. But he's still available to hit if need be. You know, Gosselin obviously came in and pinch ran last night, so Contreras was going to have to come in and catch. But, uh, you know, Darno's still there. But I think Snit's got a great job of, of uh, using the both of them because both of them are hitting the ball. And I think you still need to keep those guys in there, and they're both pretty fresh. Right. Um, like we mentioned, Max Reed pitched phenomenally and got into a little bit of hot water in the seventh or eighth inning so they brought in will smith and will smith allows one run to tie it up on a sacrifice or a, i believe it's a sacrifice yes it was yes sir so going okay. into, uh, was it wasn't it bases loaded if i recall correctly I think you're right yeah um and got a sacrifice so so you know I don't. Will Smith came in and, and was in a tough situation and got out of what yeah. could have been a worse situation. Okay, right. uh, because I believe he came in with no outs. Okay, uh, and he gets out of it only with one run. Now that one run was charged to Max Freed. Anybody on base would have been charged to Max, by the way, if I recall correctly. You're correct. Um, but he's still only one run, uh, and and so I get in the car um, Monday night after I'm, I'm volunteer to help with a show this week at, at our local theater. And, 
and so not on stage, by the way. So I'm just behind the scenes. So don't worry about that. So <laughs> that's why they probably have sold more tickets because I'm not out there. But um, so that's why I let my son do all that. So I was in the car. I got in the car just in time for the bottom of the night. Okay. And, well, be- and before, so before we get to that, Kaylee, yeah. he got into some hot water and he worked his stuff out of that too. Didn't he, he did. He did get himself into a little bit of hot water with a couple of hits, but he struck three guys out mm-hmm. So uh, and got out of it. He was pretty pumped then, too, as well. Um, so, I, but, I, but I got in just in time for that ninth inning and, and um, ended up, you know, we, we ended up winning the game. So, uh, you know, great, uh, great comeback. And Arcia, what, that's his second walk-off of the year? Yeah. Uh, and, and um, you know, that's why you got Orlando Arcia is because, you know, he's filling in for Ozzy and, and we're not losing much with Arcia being in the game and and, you know, lo and behold, he gets the winning hit and, and um again, that bottom of the order, uh, getting it all started once again and but the Braves had chances to score runs, if I recall. They should have scored more than one run. Yeah. Uh, I believe at one point they had runners on first and second with nobody out and didn't get a run home. Uh so um, that was that was a struggle. I think. Oh, I know what it was. Harris, I believe. I think Dansby lined out to the shortstop, and Harris got picked off. I believe. Yeah, he got uh, off. yeah. Yeah, he got doubled off the base. So you know, but Michael Harris was three for three on the night. Had a triple, I believe, to go to go with yes. it. So I, I'm not going to complain about that that much. He's still hitting the ball. You there? I'm here. Are you there? Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, so Matt Olson walks in the bottom of the ninth, and they pinch run uh, Phil Gosselin for him. Uh, good move. I actually, I was like, I wonder what Snicker's going to do here. I wondered if he was going to roll the dice and pinch run, or going to leave Olson in there and he pinch yeah. ran Gosselin for Olson. And then with two outs and a runner on second base, yep. single brings in yep. Phil Gosselin, and the Braves walk it off two to one, or uh, Arcia walked it off. That's right. Well, what your what uh, Snicker was going to be rolling the dice on, not the fact that he put Gosselin into runs, the fact that he was going to play first base. Um, so my guess would have been that Austin Riley moves over to first base. Gosselin goes Gosselin in. Gosselin can play first base. Well, I, you know, he could have gone to second base and then Arcia gone to third. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I think you're right. I think he has has played some first base, but that would have been where he rolled the dice. You take away your you know, gold glove winning first baseman who can hit. But you know what? Snickers rolled the dice quite a bit. He's like Ron Washington, you know, I always say the riverboat gambler. And mm-hmm. you knew that you knew Ron Washington was going to send Gosselin home. Oh, yeah. Uh, and with two outs, too, Gosselin could get a good lead and, a, and, and immediately when the ball's hit, take off running. Right. Uh, because if it's in the air, he's running. If it's in a line drive, he's running. It doesn't matter, you know, with it being two outs, he's running. So he was able to get a good good jump anyway, and and um, I'm glad it wasn't Olsen getting out at home because my daughter would have been like, oh, there he is getting out <laughs> at home again, you know, because she said that on many of occasions. But but yeah, but hats off to Arcia for getting the hit. It's exactly what we needed, and we win the game two to one. This is a good Giants team. Not as as my son said, not as great as they were last year. You mm-hmm. know, their division is very tough anyway to begin with, with the Padres oh, yeah. and the Dodgers playing like they are. Dodgers will be in town uh, very soon, and and uh, so uh, I believe this weekend, I believe the Dodgers come to town. So they do. Uh, it's a tough division, 
there's no doubt about it. You know, they, they beat up on each other. But again, you can look at our division as well. You can look at that Eastern division and, and you can go, well, you got the Phillies, you got the Mets, and you got the Braves, and even the Marlins you throw in there. So four very good teams uh, that are kind of beating up on each other. Before we are in your ears again next Friday, this coming Friday, the Braves will finish this four-game series with the Giants. Um, they will. Tonight. Our, our, our friend Spencer Strider pitches tonight, by the way. Pitches the Tuesday. Man. Yeah, pitches Tuesday night. Uh, Discafini goes uh, for the uh, um, goes for the Giants. Then it's Morton on a few years ago. Uh, maybe. Yeah, he's uh, kind of he's zero and one with a six point oh eight ERA. He's better. Uh, so, than yeah. So you hope you jump on him. Yes. Uh, you know Tuesday night. Morton goes on Wednesday with Rondone. Uh, Morton at four and three at ERA, definitely coming down. Uh, it's uh, around the five mark. Rondon six and four with two point eight four, and then it's Kyle Wright back on the mound on um, on Thursday, going up against former Brave Alex Wood, um, who's had a, a journeyman's career. He's five and five with a four point three two ERA. Previously with the Dodgers, I believe. Uh, now with the Giants, so uh, the left-hander will come in and and uh, go against Kyle Wright. All right. Um, please forgive me for this rant. I'm about to go on a rant. Okay. All right. Do you remember when we traded, the Braves traded Alex Wood? Yes, I do. Do you remember who they got? Uh, I do not. Um, it's been a while ago, but I was kind of disappointed that we did trade him. I thought he was a great pitcher. He was a third baseman from – He was he was a minor league third baseman, out of shape, and he wasn't with the Braves long because domestic violence. Oh, who was it? I can't remember his name, but I just was heartbroken. For one, yeah, I I, I think I saw Alex Wood's first ever game in Atlanta. Yeah. Two, he was a bulldog. Yeah. He was from yeah. he was from Charlotte, North Carolina, or he is from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I believe Independence High School, which produced uh, a bunch of athletic talent, and right. he was a bulldog. And I, I was, I was brokenhearted when they traded him for. Sure. And I was like, yeah. why? Because yeah. he's so much better yeah. than the third baseman they got. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. Of course, that's before Austin Riley's, mm-hmm. um, you know, swing. But they had Austin Riley in the minors at the time, mm-hmm. uh, so. And I believe it was a short time after that they brought him up. Uh, so, so yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I thought Alex was going to provide some uh, good pitching. You know, that's also before Soroka, Max Freed, mm-hmm. those guys where they were really trying to find, uh, trying to find pitchers. Uh, they really had struggled. Some of their minor league guys didn't come up and perform well. Um, and you know, then of course they brought up Soroka, they brought up Freed, and all of a sudden you got two guys right there. Uh, that are kind of the front end of your rotation. Ian Anderson, another guy. But they had plenty of guys down in the minors. So, um, you know, I guess uh, they felt that giving up Alex Wood would be okay. Uh, but but he's had a good career. You know, he's he's a guy that could probably help a contender uh, mm-hmm. because he's a left-hander, uh, especially if you've got teams that are uh, kind of left-handed centric. You know, you could, you could get that guy. But he's a guy, I think, that still could add some value to a team just because he's a left-handed batter. Um, I would take a, sw- or a two-game split 
what would you be okay with that with the Braves? I would be okay with that. Uh, I would. I'm, but again, I'm I'm always um, you know I'm I'm always wanting the uh, the win. Um, you know, I, I'd like to see what I want to see out of Tuesday night's game with Spencer Strider is I want to see um, what uh, you know what he's how far he can go. I think is what I really want to see. Uh, I want to see what he can, uh, you know, how many pitches he's going to go. I want to see, you know, again, how far is, is he going to go? Uh, that is my big key. Uh, if he can go six innings, great. Uh, the bullpen wasn't taxed too much last night. Uh, you only had to use Smith and Jansen. Um, so I, I want to see where he's going to go. Get me to, you know, if he gets me to five, great. If he gets me to six, that's even better. Uh, get me to that 100 pitch mark again and see how strong we are because I think, you know, his stamina has been building each and every week that he pitches, each and every game that he pitches. That's what I want to see from Spencer Strider tonight. Morton and, and Wright, I want to see, you know, same games before. Uh, but if you were to ask um, the Giants, um, you know, where they think they're going to get their best chance to win, they're probably going to tell you Spencer Strider, but that's a joke uh, because – because he pitches, you know, better than anybody. Uh, he's going to go up there just throwing 100 every time, but mm -hmm. he's going to throw strikes. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, trying to score runs off of him is going to be even more difficult. So, uh, but, but I would, I would, I, I want to see this win thing going and uh, keep going. Let's see if we can get another winning streak. Uh, see if we, how close we can get to the Mets before we have to play them. Um, I, I wanted to bring up one more thing that, uh, Actually, Joe Orico, Orico, my phone reads it very wrong, so sorry if I mispronounce your name, Joe. <laughs> my phone is Siri. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Um, complain to Siri. Um, but um, he, he per, we were talking yesterday on Twitter, um, and you can find us on Twitter at Ethos Braves, and I'm at the Blind Donkey Runner. Shameless plug. Yes. yes. Um, we were talking yesterday, and um, we were talking about Rookie of the Year. Spencer Strider? Uh, Michael Harris, what do you what you, what do you think about that? Well, yes, taking our um, taking our fan bias out of it because that's hard to do, but we we'll try to do this here. Um, yes, yes, uh, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Strider's been there the whole year. Mm -hmm. Uh, you could look at those numbers. Uh, you know, three and two, two point four six, going to be one of those guys amongst the tops. Uh, in uh, strikeouts uh, before the year's out, may not have the number of innings like a, like a, a pitcher. But if if I, I will tell you this, if Michael Harris continues doing what he's doing, he probably would be the guy they're going to look at. Mm -hmm. uh, they very rarely look at pitchers just because they don't pitch, but every fifth day, right? Uh, so that's a struggle. Uh, so. I would, uh, you know, I, I would venture a guess, but I could I could definitely put Harris up there right at the top uh, just because of what he's doing. The average, uh, you know, the, the way he's been playing, his defense, you know, he's a gold glove uh, center fielder. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's a, uh, you know, they talk about that five-tool guy. He's got it all, basically. Uh, and I think that would be the guy that they probably looked at. for. But I could put him up there at the top. I could put those two guys at the top for rookie of the year. Definitely, just because of the way they played. Do you think Harris is going to have enough time? I think so. 
there have been rookie of the year candidates with shorter times. Really? Uh, you know, so, but yeah, no, I think he's going to have, when he finishes up the year, uh, what's he probably going to have 400 at bats maybe, um, you know, so, uh, I, I think he's going to have enough time. Uh, I definitely think he's going to have enough time, uh, to get what he needs. Um, and I, and I, the reason I say that is because, um, just look how he's playing. If he continues mm-hmm. on that pace, the way he's playing, how can you overlook him? Right. Uh, as rookie of the year. And again, we're taking our bias out of it, but how can you overlook him? How can you overlook him? I mean, just the way that he's been alone. playing. Exactly. Uh, but just what he's providing uh, in, you know, at the plate and in the, in the outfield, how can you overlook that guy? If they overlook him, he would not be the first guy overlooked, by the way, I believe. Um, Chipper Jones may have lost rookie of the year to Hideo Nomo, I believe Mm -hmm. was the guy who lost rookie of the year to, Mm -hmm. and Chipper had a great year. Okay. A great year. And I'm still a little salty about that, by the way. Um, I believe it was Frank Coor lost out on rookie of the year, maybe to somebody else. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, but still, um, how can you overlook those stats? With what he's doing, he's hitting three over 320. Um, you know, the, the homers, you know, he's got a couple homers, he's hitting doubles, he's hitting triples, uh, he's on base, he's scoring runs. I mean, he's he's pretty much doing it all. My final question for you is how many Braves do we get into the All Star game? Uh, how many Braves do we get in the All Star game? Um, hey, you know, Snickers managing, if I recall. He is. Um, that's a good thing. Um, you know, I, I think you're going to see, um, unfortunately, um, you know, Acuna is probably going to be there. Um, I, and I'm, I'm not sure that maybe at this present moment that he's a guy that deserves that to be there right now. Um, but there's, you know, of course, Ozzy would have been there, I think. Mm-hmm. But he's hurt. Uh, you know, Austin Riley certainly deserves to be there. Uh, our, look, our two catchers deserve to be there um, <laughs> just on what they've done alone. Um, and Michael Harris deserves to be there personally uh, just because the way he's played. I, I think you could get four or five guys there. Strider, I think, deserves to be there pitching. Max Free deserves to be your starter Kyle personally. Wright. And Kyle Wright deserves to be there. Uh, and with Snitker, you know, of course, Snitker can maneuver that around whatever he wants. Uh, but I, I, my guess is that Snitker managing, he's going to start Max Freed. Uh, what about because, Dansby? What about what? What about Dansby? Uh, oh, yeah, Dansby. I, I, who can forget about Dansby? That's short. Uh, I mean, I think you could have five or six guys there. Um, definitely. Um, but then again, you know, as a manager, and the managers have that, have that, um, have that right. They can put whoever they want on the team. And normally the guy that's the, the World Series winning manager is going to put his guys on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I think you're going to probably see – I would hope that two of them get in the lineup, but three, four deserve to be there for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Jeremy, that's about all I had. What, you got anything? I, no, I'm done. Uh, have a good uh, rest of the time, everybody out there. Uh, have a good rest of the week, and uh, we'll get back together uh, later on this week. We will be back in your ears sometime Friday, Friday evening, Friday afternoon. 
Thanks, guys, for listening to the podcast. You can find us, like we mentioned earlier, at Ethos Braves on Twitter. I'm at the Blind Donkey Runner on Twitter. And Jeremy, of course, he's old school, as always. I'm, I'm still there on the Facebook. You can reach me uh, right there. <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys, for listening. And as always, go Braves. Go Braves.